effectively, it's, I'm, I'm not going to walk into Walmart tomorrow and start spitting in people's faces, but it's essentially the same thing. You'll fart yeah. on them, though. I'll fart on them. I will fart on them all day. <laughs> oh, you'll fart on heartbeat, man. It's a good thing you can't spread COVID from releasing gas. Yeah, I'd have killed, I'd killed two people in that parking know. lot. It, it would have been yeah. genocide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> horrible. Bike Immediate. Immediate, yep. Yeah. I just I crop dusted those people like nobody's business. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Presented by Memphis Shades, the clear choice for custom windshields and bearings for your motorcycle. And wild-ass seats, stay in the saddle longer and in total comfort no matter your butt or budget. Alright everybody, we're back. It's a new week, new episode with Five Dirty Bikers. We are coxless today. (laughs) We have no cox. We have no cox today. (laughs) <laughs> that's every day Brittany's like so what that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> nothing new to Brit but Brittany's like god you guys are just so weird yeah so Tony's under the weather so he, he will not be on the episode this week but we will try to keep you entertained nonetheless thank you guys for joining us once again today we're going to be discussing a pretty good topic that was a collaboration of with Ryan and Percy what are the worst things about being a moto content creator? But before we start, we're going to give you guys a little FDB news about the weekend schedule that we have that is tentative at the moment, but a lot of things are set in stone. So we're going to go ahead and review that and I'll go ahead and read it. As far as we know, and that is solidified, the weekend of FDBN will be July 15th through 17th in St. Robert slash Uranus, Missouri. Friday, July 15th, we will have a meet and greet at Uranus, Missouri. Uh, tentative time schedule, we're thinking maybe 2 to 6, 3 to 6, around that and at, around that area. Like I said, this is just a, a schedule that could possibly change, so keep your eyes and ears on social media, this show, and Discord. Saturday, July 16th, will be the official FDBM 2022 event from noon to 4, which will be at Seller Sexton Power Sports in St. Robert, Missouri. We'll be giving away prizes for possibly a couple bike categories. We'll also have the longest ride prize like we've we done last year, and there's going to be lots of giveaways. So make sure you're down here for the event and win some free stuff. We will also have, and this is this is new, thank you to Brittany, we will have food available to purchase from Smokey G's Barbecue. There will be meat raffles, but there will be meat. <laughs> <laughs> and cooked meats. I, you sound like you're salivating from the barbecue, dude. Dude, Midwest barbecue's got it figured out. That's right. Oh, I know. I, I lived in Kansas City for seven years. I know, I know some barbecue. Oh yeah, St. Louis. The St. Louis mm-hmm. style's good too. No, not so much. Kansas City's <laughs> pretty good though. Yeah. Sunday, July seventeenth, we will have a group lunch at Hopper's Pub in Waynesville, Missouri, which will be from noon to two. That's a great restaurant. We all ate there, minus Tony. Of course, when we went out to Uranus back in April, good food, good atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Everybody should like yeah. it. So that's what yeah. we have planned right now. Keep your eyes and ears on social media and Discord as we get closer to the event because things can possibly change. Mostly it's going to be just times and maybe some some other events or happenings that are be going on that weekend. And we're sure that the Cox is going to come to Uranus this time, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> he will be. He will be deep in Uranus. I tried to get Dustin while he was taking a drink there, but it didn't. Uh, didn't work. He didn't spit it out on his mic. I already. Yeah, I knew it was coming. <laughs> Damn spitter! That's what there's, she said. There's two. <laughs> there's two. <laughs> there's, there's too many jokes with Cox and Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> there should be like a storm siren that goes off whenever Tony pulls into Uranus. <laughs> it's here. See, this is you know this is what I miss. I miss being around you guys for a couple of weeks while I'm half a world you know away because I don't get to talk like this with normal people. Yeah, 
<laughs> he just yeah. called us abnormal. Did you hear that? Like, he low key, he low key just called us abnormal. <laughs> Abby normal. Yeah, Abby normal. <laughs> Need a new brain. Well, so, thanks for the update, Dustin. Anything else going on in Uranus we need to know about? I don't know. Preparation so. H. <laughs> <laughs> that goes to the longest ride <laughs> in Uranus. <laughs> we should totally give them a bottle of that. <laughs> we should. Oh, that'd be Actually, so funny. It comes, in a, it comes in a tube. Yeah, it comes in a tube, not a bottle, just so That's you know. That's what I mean. It, it, <laughs> you should it, totally it, buy some and hand it out. It, any medicinal butt stuff should be given away. <laughs> medicinal <you> butt stuff. <laughs> just. Maybe some of that monkey butt, maybe some baby powder. Hey, that, monkey, that monkey butt is no uh. joke. Hey, speaking of monkey butt, can I share something? I mean, we're all friends. Sure. Can, can yeah. I share something with you? Sure. So, depends. as you know, as you know, not no, wasn't wearing depends, but um, you know, I'm over in Singapore. Have you? Have any of you guys been on this side of the world before? No. 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 Okay, so it it's hot and as humid as a motherfucker. I have no idea how people ride bikes like we do over here, but but it's done. But I, I was walking around the, the botanic gardens doing a little filming the other day for content, and it was literally it felt like it was 140 with like 500 percent humidity. I had no idea how much I was sweating until I sat down on a bench to take a break. And then got up to leave and turned around and looked at what I left behind. You left a puddle of like ass. ass It was a puddle of ass fluid. It was. I I went back and tried to spread it around and. (laughs) Are you sure that you didn't piss yourself? No, dude, this was bad. I had on like like tropical pants or whatever, but the water just was going everywhere. And wow, it was it was not pretty. And I didn't want people to say, "Oh, look what that American did." So I kind of went back oh, no. and tried to make it look like it wasn't what it was. But you know, wow, that's legit. Shit's hot, right dude. There. Shit is hot. I have no idea. I was thinking because I almost rented a bike while I was over here, but I got I got a little nervous. I drive on the other side of the road, no problem, but. I got a little nervous about muscle memory coming into play, you know, because oh, sure. they, they're, they're on the opposite side. And I, I thought, you know, it's just, it's not worth it. Um, but I, I couldn't imagine what it's like riding in, in this heat and humidity. It, it's crazy. Hmm. Absolutely crazy. So you heard it here first. Percy, ass puddle to bench. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was, it was not, it was not good. Wow. It was not good. <laughs> that, that's legit. I mean, that's a lot if you think about it. Oh, dude, yeah, I, you know, I mean, I came back and, and uh, had to jump immediately in the shower because I was I was covered head to toe. <laughs> my socks were wringing wet. My pants were wringing wet. Wow. My shirt. So the humidity, it is it worse than Florida in the summer? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God. Be. Really? I mean, huh. yeah. I mean, Ooh. you walk outside and within five minutes, you're just you're drenched. Uh, a couple of years ago, I was in Fort Lauderdale. I never sweat so much so quick than I did in July in in Florida. So I, I would assume then, though, if you were in that all the time, you'd acclimate just like you do to any other temperature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, you know, everybody here, nobody walks around in coats. Yeah, you know, they're all they're all in t-shirts and shorts or whatever. But. Right. Hmm. Well, we'll be excited to get you back here stateside. Yeah, dry. Hopefully, by the time I get back. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask for some extra towels on the plane. Throw those pants away, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a zero recovery system right there. If you have to yeah. wring your pants out like like a washcloth, yeah. maybe yeah, maybe give those to trash. I mean, I yeah. couldn't even imagine want to be like wearing jeans because these were like you know, <laughs> like these are like Columbia, oh. you know those uh, those lightweight that would be Columbia, so uncomfortable. you know, travel yeah. pants, yeah. Couldn't you imagine we were jeans? And, I, and people walk around here in jeans. I have no fucking idea. How, how. Could you imagine wearing like a suit? Like, you know, or like that that kind no, of. God. Oh, Like shirt and no. tie business? Oh. No, I've had to do that in Louisiana, walking down the street. You know, and that was bad enough in August in the suit oh. and tie. Yeah, couldn't imagine. They get swampy down there, too. I think I think it's going to be hot in yeah. Uranus when we're there in July, too. It's going to be it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty sticky. I mean, a sticky situation in Uranus. Yeah, I don't think it'll be as bad as here. But, no, you know, it, it's from no. what I remember. And Dustin, you—I mean, I lived in Kansas City. You, you live basically in St. Louis. I mean, you know, it gets humid. 
it gets humid, but it's not Florida humid or anything like right. that. But I mean, once it gets ninety and there's eighty percent humidity, it, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't. So, you know, I don't honestly, know. honestly, I don't care if it's hot as long as it doesn't rain all weekend. Yeah, thunderstorm. A little rain ain't, ain't gonna hurt us, but a th- you know, a thunderstorm is the only thing that could ruin this this awesome weekend we got planned ahead. Or like a yeah, like a like a long like a three day like storm. You know what I mean? That would be yeah. terrible. Yeah. yeah. I did, I just remembered, I don't know if you guys can see this, but I took a picture of the ass mark on the dirt. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh man. That's is a that, real, that looks that's like, a real thing. Looks like two huevos and your and your starfish. <laughs> I know, dude. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't know if that's going to make the con. I shot, I shot video while I was walking through there and took some photos. Maybe that'll make the, uh, maybe that'll make the final edit of the video. The director's cut. <laughs> yeah, the director's cut. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so, smell yeah, vision. So, need smell vision on YouTube. Yeah. So unfortunately, <gasps> this, is, this is a podcast, but or I guess fortunately, you guys can't see this because it's a podcast. It looks like a press football, everybody. <laughs> uh, but you know it, it's i don't know maybe it won't see the light of the day because i mean we're you know tonight we're talking about the challenges of being a uh a moto content creator and you know this is here's one of the challenges i've got i've got a, a shit ton of video i've been shooting here in singapore that i want to edit but i still haven't had time to edit our trip to uranus i was gonna say i probably ruined all that footage with my tuberculosis coughs that was coffee all oh, weekend. Was, I remember that. That was funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, you know, that's a big, a big problem for me, especially this time of year when it's really busy the first half of the year with us traveling a lot. It's just having time to edit all the, the footage that you're, you know, that you've shot um, out riding or, or whatever. So let me, let me ask you this then, because if you're saying that that's a challenge, do you think, do you think that the timeliness of your, content matters when you put it out so if you're filming something now in thailand is it going to matter if you put that information if you put that out on your channel in two months uh i I think the way i'm looking at it right now does it matter you know because i I edited i I did i did a um a shot i told you guys about going to the harley dealer here and meeting uh you know fletch eg and stuff and I did that edit because that was pretty easy. I was just walking around and talking and it was straightforward. But then I thought, shit, do I want to put this out? Because I haven't finished the Uranus uh, footage. You could um, do it like, um, what's his name? That does all the movies where he puts all the, all the, all the sequence in different order. Tarantino. Just yeah. pull a Tarantino. Put it out whenever. <laughs> no, I'm not a Tarantino. But what I, what I finally did decide, Ryan, was that it doesn't matter um, – because I really want to get a couple of the videos out here that I and explain why I haven't been putting out content. Right. Is I'm sure. a half a world away and, you know, going through this stuff over here, but, um, and then jumping back into the Uranus edits, maybe in, in two weeks, I want to get those out obviously before we do our trip. But I, I, I think I've come to accept that sequence sequencing is not critical. Well, to content. And- Right. And I, I, I tried to, um, I learned that lesson last year with travel videos and stuff too, is I try not to link my video to a specific time and space. Right. So if I'm traveling on father's day weekend, for instance, I'm not going to say it's father's day weekend. If for whatever reason I can't put out that video for three weeks, then all of a sudden it's like, well, shit, father's day weekend was three weeks ago. You know what I mean? So I try not to link my, my videos mm-hmm. to time and space. And, and that see, I'm, makes I'm it... even I'm even thinking that doesn't matter because how many people are actually going to watch that video on Father's Day anyway or right after? I mean, people are going to be watching a year later. Who gives a shit? Yeah, you, I, you, I don't yeah. know. I mean, like if you – I remember when I put out my first Memorial Day video um, that weekend, there was a I ton of Memorial that, yeah. Day videos that came out that yep. weekend. Yep. So, I mean, there. I, I do think there is a – sometimes I do think there's a sequencing – that happens where people are making content relevant to a very specific time. I, I myself, I, I shouldn't say I've stopped doing it because that's not entirely true. I haven't like with some of my breaking news and the things like that, that I've done, that's definitely time, time sensitive, right? Because it's only going to have a shelf life for the period of time that I put it out. And then it's likely going to lose its, it lose its, uh, 
it's a, a value where like maybe an install video is going to hold value for a much longer period of time That's because right. it's going to yeah. be relevant longer. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, those yeah. are remarkable because the, my most popular video is a pin lock install on my showy right. helmet. Right. I've, I got a comment. I got two wow. comments on it yesterday and I did that video three years ago, four years ago. Yeah. I, I, I just can't believe that video of all the videos I did is getting the most hits. To me, it's my tank badge video. It's like 40,000 views. Oh, my, wanna, by far, dude. I want to do that, that so that bad. That blows my mind, dude. That absolutely blows my mind. 100, 100 views a week, no problem. I mean, that video wow. is... It, it, what What got Crazy. me is that it just shows you that it, it puts you in the mind space of what people are thinking about when they're modding their motorcycles and, and what they think is going to make their motorcycle feel custom to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, you know I think I mean? that that video you hit it at right at the right time because people just kind of started doing that, really. Right, and I see it a lot more now. I don't know how old yeah. that video is. Is it a year old? Yeah. Two years old already. Two, year, two years old. It's been okay. two seasons. I've run those badges on my tanks. Yeah. Well, I want to do it too, but those fuckers are expensive. Yeah. Well, how many of you are like me, and you just got like a massive amount of content you shot laying around waiting for you to get to to edit? I don't. I don't anymore. I did when I had travel videos, but now I've I've really um, I've really pared down my content. You know what I mean. So like when I do my talking head videos, I typically film that video either one day or or the day of the release. Yeah, because you you're pretty good at speaking, so you can get it all done in you know one take. Yeah. The the sometimes the, I do, Percy. Like I'll record. I'll, I've gotten into the habit now where I just bring my GoPro and then turn it on. So there are times where I'll have a whole bunch of stuff that I need to edit. But I struggle more with actually, like, like I enjoy some of the stuff that I do, but I don't think necessarily anyone else wants to see it. <laughs> so I struggle right. with making it more interesting for people to actually want to watch. No, no, no. You, you're... That that's that's not that's not where you. So we've always said, I think, as content creators, you should watch that. You should make the stuff that you want to watch because it's going to keep you making content because it's going to keep yeah. you interested in your own thing. But what you what you need to do, Brittany, is you need to have content that's searchable so you can build your audience. That way, mm -hmm. when you put out the video that you want to watch, your audience wants to watch it for you because they found you through your searchable content. Does that make sense? Gotcha. And searchable yeah. content is like you need to do a walk around video of your new bike, you, and and these yeah. videos aren't fun. They're but they're no. creatively they're not fun, but they draw people to your channel so that people might be drawn to you, and then they'll listen gotcha. to your content, and then that will build your audience so that when you put out your video like you asked me about last week, you're like, oh, it didn't get views. It's that's not a searchable video. There's literally no one that's going to look for that video. The people that are watching, that are that are looking, I'm not criticizing you. I, I've done no, the same thing. I've put out video. Like, why why would somebody look for me to do a travel video when I went down to see Dustin? Right? That's not searchable content. Right. right? Um, however, the content, the people that did watch my travel videos, watch them because they were already watching stuff that I had done. They were subscribers yeah. to my content. I mean, you make you make content to attract new subscribers, and you make content for the subscribers that you have, and you make content for yourself, right? Those are the three, yeah. I think things that you do. I mean, my my challenge is right now, as of yesterday, I counted. I've got seventeen videos that we did. That's a lot. That yeah. is a lot. That's a lot of a, editing. Yeah, it is a lot. That's a lot. And I'm planning on shooting two more tomorrow before sure. I board the plane. So, you know? so think uh, about think about. Brittany, think about Google or think about Google. Think about YouTube as a, as a Google search engine. There's two reasons and two reasons only that people watch YouTube. What are those two reasons? Do you know? Information and entertainment. No, nope. mm -hmm. Education and entertainment. Okay. Education That's and entertainment. That's what I meant by information yeah. but they're but they're the yes. only two reasons so if your video doesn't follow in fall into one of those categories people aren't going to find it right your entertainment has to be based on people that have already they're already subscribers and 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 the education and searchable content did, did you say two reasons to watch youtube or you porn i, I missed the first part yes broke up. yes both <laughs> yes okay i mean yeah i mean yeah well the latter has way more categories right it, yeah it does it's true 
I mean, but, but truly, I, I I watch porn purely for education. I, I mean, I you know, if, if I'm looking if I'm looking to learn some new moves for the weekend, that's for your, that's where for, I go. for your camping trip with the fellas oh. coming up. Yeah, yeah. right. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, all eight of them have been watching. You I mean, porn. that one might have crossed the line for me. That been too much. <laughs> Jesus. Too much because now it's something that you can't stop thinking about, or too much. Yeah. <laughs> what are these guys talking about? You po. Oh God! Thanks, Percy. Thanks. <laughs> so here's here's something we could probably all agree on: the comment section. Oh boy. See, I am a very small channel at this, so my comments are generally only nice. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about it too much. I don't get a lot of the crazy. I mean, I really don't. I, I, I get, I, I do have people every now and then that just have anger issues. Yeah. Right. That just for whatever reason, and I've had one guy like unload on me a couple of times about, you know, he wants me in with you YouTubers uh, lying about stuff and blah, 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 blah. You know, but you're going to have that no matter, you know, whether it's Facebook or YouTube or Instagram or, walking down the street, talking to people. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, a lot of these people have a mindset that there's only one way to live and one way to do things. And if it's not the yeah. way that they want you to do it, it's wrong. And you're an asshole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mine you seen all, you should have seen all of the flack I got for that, uh, that lowrider ST video. <laughs> I got a video today. I just laughed at and just deleted. I was I, like, I, I got this guy's a moron. I love it because um, my videos, I, I would agree with Brittany. Most of my comments were like good for like about a year and a half. And then I started doing my talking head stuff. And man, some of those things have gotten some people pretty fired up. But I mean, you guys know me, though. So, I mean, I have, you know, I have opinions of the way I feel about some things. And when I started doing the talking head stuff, um, you know, people chimed in, which I, I this is what I say. I will take. um I will take any comment, even if somebody's like, you know, I think what you said was completely way off base or whatever. I'm I'm good with whatever, as long as you don't come in and like start calling me names mm-hmm. and yeah. that kind of stuff. But yeah. if, if you really yeah. want to create dialogue where you disagree with me, I love that because that's a, right. That goes right into the word discord. Right. I mean, you're trying to create dialogue. You're trying to create conversation. And and I think that we have gotten too far where, um, you know, our society is so divisive, right? If we don't all have exactly the same opinion, we can't be friends. I think that's bullshit. It is. I think that I, I think that you should be able to have a conversation with somebody who has completely different political views than you, a completely different feeling of, of what they think the world is like than you, and be able to still find some common ground. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, there's some people that just, you know, they can't think like that. I mean, I had one recently that just absolutely unloaded on me. And, and he really he really had to stretch to read into what I was saying from what he thinks he heard, you know. It was like I had to read, I had to read his stuff like four times to figure out what the hell he was even talking about. And then go back and look at the video and still couldn't figure it out. But he was just so angry and for whatever reason wanted to, to, to vent – in the comment section, you know, about this stuff. It was just, you know, it's just, to me, it's just bizarre. I, I don't, I don't even pay attention to those things anymore. I just either hit the delete button or move on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have a little, have a little laugh, shake your head, <laughs> delete it and move yeah. on. Yeah. Let, let it be their problem, not yours. Yeah. Brittany, you said, you said an interesting thing a, a little bit ago. You were talking about how that you just bring your camera with you and your whatever happening is just organic around your ride, right? So if you're going to do a, a motive log, it's because your camera's strapped when you get on your bike and you're ready to go, right? So with Jared on the rides now, since he's here, um, a lot of times I'll like I'll try to just capture us talking about whatever, mm-hmm. um, or I'll try to like ask him stuff that I think's interesting to talk about with him and just capture that. And there's no real plan for it. Um, before he moved here, I would have like a, a general topic I wanted to cover and then just like just discuss it straight away and only record that. Sure. Because I, I stopped doing what you're doing completely. 
So I'm either going to ride and live in the moment or I'm going to leave my house with the intention to create content. I'm not doing both. So, gotcha. and, and to me, that's, that's made both processes so much more enjoyable because if I leave mm-hmm. my house with the idea that I'm looking for cool places to take pictures with my bike, I'm looking for cool places to sit down and, and do a face, you know, do a head uh, talking head video or whatever. It makes that process more fun for me rather than feeling the pressure of I'm on a ride. I have to make content, that kind of stuff. That way I can, I keep them completely entirely separate. And I, I remember distinctly a video that I watched in the last year of Dave's when it was in the middle of the pandemic and he was driving like in downtown DC and he went to the monument and he sat on the steps and he turned around and he looked out onto the national mall. And I was like, Holy fuck. That was like this. I mean, I was in the middle of the pandemic in a totally different way than he was. And that to me was this incredibly uh, just eye opening moment that, of what was happening in the world. And it was so, it was, uh, it had such a profound effect on the way that I was viewing that and, and that type of content. And, and I, I think I, I say this because I can pick moments out of, of especially my friends and, uh, for Dustin, I'm, I'm going to go way back. So I started following Dustin. I think it was, I might've been like his 23rd follower or something like super early on. And I distinctly remember, I always used to get like, um, I, when he put out a video, I, I was always wondering whether he was taking me to work or taking me home because I figured out really early on in his process that he was doing his motovlogs when he was on his way work to work or coming home. And so I, I felt like I was like going on that ride with him because I also identified with his locations because they were ve- felt very Midwest to me, right? Cornfields and these kind of things. And so, um, and it was just, uh, you know, it, it was that process. I it's just one of those things that sticks out in your brain. Like I, re- I remember that time. I remember that that thing about that. And so, I it, it's it, it's interesting. I think kind of what sticks with you with with those things. But those are the two things I remember kind of that that stuck out when I started thinking about this when we started talking about the topic. But yeah, uh, well, thanks for the feedback on that, Ryx. Yeah. Uh, that video was actually one of my least my worst performers but i'm glad that you liked it dude it's one of my it's one of my favorite videos because was that the same video that you stopped like underneath or near that bridge and like sat by a picnic table and stuff too was that part of that yeah. video? Or was that like the next week or something i think it was the same it was the same day i don't remember we said on the same video that was when yeah it was just the, the one under the bridge where i was talking about how it just it was really impacting me with just the negativity and yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the that selfishness one. of people and stuff that yeah. you know, that we saw going on around DC at the time. Right. And see, so Brittany, there's a perfect example of while I, was... I mean, I, I know Dave and I've known Dave for for three, you know, three or four years, and so I was I was much more profoundly affected by a video that's not searchable content than an install video or the you know something that might have been pertinent, like the video that he did that he did on um, his bike rack thing that he uses to move his bike around in his garage that's searchable content and that video for me is not nearly as effective as a video um as a video that was personal but I, but i know him right, right? so that's that's that, immediately like said, what i thought was yeah, right it's not searchable content. immediately what i thought of, exactly yep, it's, it's not searchable content and it's one of his worst performers one of my favorite videos ever so of, and it, of content it brings home done. the point too to just like make videos that you want to make also you know it's not always yeah. about mm-hmm. maybe getting getting people to watch it it does make you feel better when people want to watch what you put out there but you can tell um like the people that have joined and have subscribed you can tell that it's those people are pretty consistent and they'll always check out your video even if i don't know if they watch the whole thing or not but Yep. Yeah, it's the it's the two it's the two things you have to do them both if you wanna if you wanna build your channel. That's there's kind of no way around it, which kind of sucks. But you know, but you know what's what's interesting is because I've had people reach out over the last several months, or especially probably over the last like eight eight months, and say, "Hey, I you know I really wish you'd get back to what you were doing before, right? Um, that kind of stuff, or talking, or just motovlogging and talking about things in general." But going back to what Dustin brought up. Right. And, and talking about how people react to stuff, those things are 
are getting harder to do, you know, because without, without thinking, okay, well, shit, if I, this is something I really want to talk about, but you know, this is going to cause a lot of crap, you know, or I don't, do I want to deal with the backlash or do I want to deal with, you know, having to, to, to look at the, all the comments that I know are going to come back because it's not in alignment with, you know, what other people think. I mean, I think it's, that's part of like the struggles of being a content creator today. Yeah. Uh, going well, back, yeah. Ryan, going back to something you said a little while ago about being in the moment or writing just to create content. That was one of the reasons I stopped mm-hmm. was because I wasn't enjoying my rides because I had a, I'm talking to myself with a GoPro on instead of enjoying my Saturday or my Sunday that I don't get all too often. Sure. And, you know, I I have to come home and everything that I spent the day doing, I've got to throw on the computer and edit for two days. But I have been considering picking that Route 66 series back up. Sure. I wish you would, dude. That was that was just a great that that first video you did was was pure art. The first thing was only awesome. the I mean it was it was pure art, and I was so excited thinking about what was going to come in that series. I really wish you'd go back to that. Well, I just me me and my family we just went to the Pink Elephant Antique Mall. I don't know if you guys remember that when you were here. It's it's on sixty six mm-hmm. there uh, by right parallel with fifty five, and my my family love going there. They love going to the candy shop. You like looking at the old knickknacks that you look at that like, hey, that used to be on my grandma's shelf back in the day. So that was like, man, I, I really should pick this back up because that was probably nowhere near a good performer for me, but it was the most satisfying and accomplished. I had more of an accomplished feeling from that video than any other video I made. And even though it didn't perform very well, like I thought it would. I'm still most proud of that video than anything else I've done creative wise on YouTube. Well, I'm telling you, dude, if you, if you went back and did that series, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I thought for sure that like the travel channel or somebody would end up picking that up, you know, <laughs> picking you up. And, I'm serious. Dude, it was, it, it was a work of art. There is a work of art. You know, yeah, I mean, what took, what, great video. what took people, what, eight, 10 minutes to watch took me to like what, two or three days of filming about two weeks of editing. Like, I mean, continuous hours every night, you know, two, right. at least two, two to five hours, maybe a night editing and then putting it all together, you know, picking the right time to put whatever music. I mean, I put everything I had into that. I was just glad that I w- I actually got, you know, the funds to buy a camera to actually do things the way I wanted to. I wish I had better equipment still so I can make it the way I want. But, you know, I, I dealt with what I had, and I was, I was proud of what I put out. I, I tell you what, Dustin, your bike got wrecked, and I came down to see you last summer. Truthfully, in my head, that whole trip or that whole time that we spent down there would have been exactly the same, except we would have done it on our bikes instead of in your car. You know what I mean? Which means we would have been straight fucked. When well, we got hit well, by the huge rainstorm. I don't know so much. We we probably wouldn't have gone down the river. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But if we had, dude, we, yeah, we would have been Kid Moto, Jail, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yeah. But it was, you know, I mean, all those places and all the things that we did, you know, we, we visited, you know, when you were talking about that, the Pink Elephant store. And then I remember we went, we went, we went by that graveyard when you were telling me the story and we drove by the gas station and all of these different places that, you know, you kind of took me on this route down there. And then, you know, we went down by the river and all of these things. I was like, yeah, I mean, it was it was such a good time to go down there and, and do those things. And like I said, the only thing that would have made that better is if we were on our bikes. But those things, if you did that, like you were saying, picking up that Route 66 series would be really would be um, really would be great. I mean, I think that that's it definitely is. I know you spent a lot of, a lot of time on that and, and it was it was such a good um, it was just a really good interesting way to to view that portion of the area where you live i mean mm-hmm. i i being down there the three times i've been down there and have traveled along uh the river road up you know through illinois um there's such a very old world feel 
when you get away from the city, but you're next to the road or next to the river, and there's this, these winding roads and the tree canopies that canopy that grows over top of it, and it's just an area that it's an area of the country. Quite honestly, I never would have experienced had had I not been down there a couple of times. And so there's there's still value, I think, in all of those things, and and uh, you know, putting that information out there. Sure. I mean, even just going, I mean, just I, I, one of the things that struck me uh, when Dustin and I were riding through, and it's the first time that he and I have just gone off on our own, right? Just the two of us. And right, it was such, it was such a fun time, even though it was just that, what was it, like a day? Mm-hmm. That's when we were actually going in together. And I, and I, you know, was thinking later, I just kind of envisioned, wouldn't it be cool to just be able to, to ride with somebody like that in an area of the country like that? and document for a week you know just right. not, not even planning it out you know methodically and and because i know you did a lot of planning and stuff with that that video that you did dustin but just being able to capture the moment you know uh, of the things that you come across of, of, of the road disappearing <laughs> yeah because i mean <laughs> yeah, I, like, I truly like, like making like i love travel movies i love travel channel stuff Brittany put out that video last week where her and Jared went to that. What was that town? That little bitty town? It's stamping ground. Yeah, it's the same so one. Yeah, Ryan stamping was talking ground. About. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. you know, I love I love going and experiencing the history of these places. I may never go, but now I want to because mm-hmm. you you bring you know you bring the viewer there. That's yeah. there's big value in that, and it was for me. And I watched, like I said, I watched the whole video. That's what happened to me when you guys put together that video last year of Kentucky before the meetup last year. When that was, I was watching, those were fun videos. Those well, were they, fun I, I, I get they, they were fun because we, we know each other. But for me, I'm, I was seeing the white picket fences and the old colonial walls and, and all yeah. of the, mm-hmm. you know, all, it, it really brought me there. I mean, I went there and I wanted to see the dick in the road. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you will one okay, day. So, still so, so, so the dick in the road brings up an interesting point, and, and you guys were touching on it earlier because I, because I'm kind of in the touching same on point. the dick in the road. You're touching, touching on the dick in the road. I desperately want to get to the point where where you guys are, where I just take the camera off, right? Every time I leave the house, I, I just don't take the camera off my helmet. It's there, and it, and every time I think I'm at the point where I'm just going to take it off. A dick in the road happens, or <laughs> or Dustin and I are, are going down a paved road that suddenly disappears, you know, um, because it's moments like that. I mean, you, you just you don't know when you leave you're going to come across stuff like that, right? Yeah. And if you if you don't have the ability to capture it, it's it's gone. You can't well, go this back and this that. time when we leave the pilot station, if that's where everybody meets to take off to go down sixty four to forty four. Make sure your batteries are charged up so you can get shots of the arch because I felt so bad for you that you had, there was no traffic around us. You had the perfect shot of the arch. The lighting was Uh, good and your battery just shit the bed. It wasn't the battery. It was the fucking GoPro. Oh, okay. I am so pissed at GoPro. It's just, I don't know how many times, how much footage I've lost. And it was, it was absolutely beautiful. I was so hyped. I'm like, oh my God, it's there. And every but, time I was like, oh, fuck, okay. it won't start. <laughs> so know? let me uh, let, let me say this, though, Dave, because I'm going to make I'm just going to make one argument about that. OK, we were on a ride with Tony when his bike got completely fucking covered in cement. Another you were you were if recording. I had my, if I did Hold not on. have my camera. What's that? If I had not had my camera, right. no one would know that. that you were recording and I was not. But I lived the moment, and it's not any less enjoyable because I don't have it Because I was doing the fucking work. <laughs> That's not proving a point. Yeah, it is because because you because you, you're you're saying I wish I could take my camera off. Living the there, there there's value yeah. in living a moment that you don't have to document. Now, what what I would argue is this. The moment, okay, so the moment that you captured when you were by yourself in D.C. That's when you need to make sure you have your camera on, because well, that was intentional. That was well, planned. I, right? I, I get that, right? But that's a moment that no one can share with you, right? So you had to share right. that moment with everybody else. I think different than living a moment that you're sharing with someone, right? Because you can always revisit that memory anytime. Anytime I want to talk about fucking cement on a motorcycle, all I need to do is pick up the phone and call you or or 
or Tony, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna be right there again, dying dying with laughter. So th there's there's that part of it too. The fuckery that I get to is. Uh, you know, a year and a half ago, I put out two videos. I recorded them back to back. They were the easiest videos I've ever recorded, the easiest motovlog videos. And the motovlog videos that almost every motorcycle content creator has has made, five reasons why I love my Road King, five reasons why I hate my Road King, okay? The five reasons why I love my Road King has about 4,000 views. The five reasons why I hate my Road King has 12,000 views. People There's love to hate. They love to find People out. People love what, to hate. This goes back to what we were yeah. talking yeah. about earlier. People love to find out what you yeah. like and they don't, and they want to call you out for it and be assholes. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why. Yeah. They love the word hate. They love to hate. Yeah. I mean, you put hate in the title of any video, and it's going to get you more play than if you took it out. It doesn't matter what mm. you hate. I mean, you can hate the word hate, and, you, and you'll get more plays because it's there. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do a uh, five reasons I hate the five dirty bikers video. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, <see>. Brittany. <laughs> yeah, <Tony. laughs> hey, and you don't even have to name yourself. You can name me and Kim Moto. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There's your That'll five work. reasons. <laughs> work. Oh man, that's too funny. The one thing that I keep going back to, and I know I've said it before, and I feel like I'm beating a dead horse when I say it, but I think about Dustin when I think about this too is I feel like I'm documenting a time that's going to be beyond me. And I've th thought about that even in terms of our legacy of this podcast, right? I, I think that there is a time in motorcycling and in our history in motorcycling that's being documented by the podcast, that's being documented by the content that I'm putting out yeah. there, that's going to live beyond me, that my daughters, and I, and I hope my daughters and my grandchildren, if I see them or don't, or great-grandchildren, will be able to look back and say, you know, that was my grandpa. That was my great grandpa. And he did some kind of cool shit. And I think that that I, I've thought about that differently in terms of my, you know, my legacy in motorcycling is that I feel like that's what I have an opportunity to leave behind, that I can leave my mark on motorcycling that way. I, I don't have to be a builder or a painter or and I'm not taking anything away from them because this right. is what I have to offer. Right. I, I can't do those things because I'm not that talented. But well, I can me, do let this. Me, let me ask you this, Ryan. Were, were you thinking about what your grandkids and your great-grandkids are going to think when you were talking about the glow-in-the-dark condoms earlier? Mm -hmm. um, that was Good not question. being recorded. Oh, that was that's not true. being recorded. So, dude, uh, that, dude, that's if, my, if, actually... my, if my grandma brought up a joke like that, I'd laugh my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? You guys know me well enough to know that if I say, if I say it, I, I typically stand by it. So, you know. I'm, I'm not afraid. It. I'm not afraid of sword fighting condoms uh, as being something that <laughs> my kids or grandkids might hear. So, so this is Star Wars twelve. <laughs> is that twelve inches or like 12, 12 series? Star Wars twelve inches. <laughs> Return to the shit. Return to the shit. Oh man. <laughs> the all eight oh final chapter. Brittany, you, you said you said something that you said something that that I that I I agree, I understand why you said it, but I disagree with the context of it a little bit. You said, "Well, I still have a small channel, right?" Well, if you look at it in context of what what a big YouTuber is now, we all have small channels. Like big YouTubers are fucking millions and millions of subscribers, yeah. right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, somebody like somebody that has. A hundred thousand could still say they're a small channel when you look at, you know, some of these people that have 1.2 million subscribers and they're doing camping videos or whatever. Right. So that's a relative term. I think what you need to think about is that when you're putting out a video, regardless of whether it's for you or for your audience or whatever, that video might resonate really well with just like the example I gave with Percy. And so then that video becomes part of their lexicon of what's important to them. So you might do a video that you really like and it might do nothing. And you might do a video that you really hate and it might get you a ton of views. But either way, it's going to have value to someone. And, and that's going to have yeah. an effect. It's, that's going to have an effect beyond that content that you've put out there. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you, Ryan. You, you put out videos pretty regularly, probably more regularly than any of us here lately. What would make you stop? What would make me stop right now? Um, I, number okay, so number one, I have to say that um, I enjoy it. 
but mm-hmm. I, I I get into funk like anybody else, yeah. and so I feel the pressure to do something. Um, I would say right now it would have to be if there was some sort of significant change in my life. Say my wife got really sick, and 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 that required me to continue to work, but then also take care of her after. You know, I, I'm blessed right now that I have a family that supports all of my passions in terms of allowing me to be able to do those things, allowing me the time to be able to be on the podcast, allowing me the time. And I, and I carve out that time too. Right. But like, I'll give you a perfect example. Last weekend, Friday night, I changed all the fluids on my bike. Uh, Saturday I rode 260 miles and Sunday I did an install um, of footage that I have to, that I have to have to edit. But my family allowed me to have that time. I don't know if I live someplace warmer, if I would do it more than I do it now, because I think I would have to divide my time differently, right? My wife knows that there's eight months out of the year that I don't ride. I'm home with my family every weekend that we can do whatever we do every weekend, all that time. But my window of opportunity to do this is short. And so I don't really get a lot of pushback from my family when it's nice out. I mean, it's nice out. I might come home from work. And if it's nice out, my wife will say, why don't you go for a ride? And, yeah. you know, knowing you know, Miss, that Miss, Miss Kid Moto, she just rocks and she's hot. You've got <laughs> you've got like you've got like the best thing going on there, dude. You know, you, I, I'm absolutely I, I'm 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 fortunate and, and I and I do you count are. my blessings. But, you know, I guess to answer Dustin's question, it would be a change of life. You know, um, that would it would be the same thing with the podcast. Right. I, I think I'm in it till the wheels fall off. And it would require a change of a pod, a change, a change of a, a life circumstance that didn't allow me to do it, which which is kind of where I'm at now. I'm, I'm kind of in it for the long haul. I don't I, I don't think I'm going to be a content creator forever. I do think it has a shelf life. I think I might be a podcaster longer than I'm a content creator in terms well, of. I was going to say, don't, don't you think it's it's easier and to to do a podcast than it is to, to create content for a YouTube channel? Yes. Yes, I, I think yes. And well, okay, let me let me say this. I think it's easier to do this as a team than if I was yeah. doing if if it was a one man podcast show. I think it's just as much work as yeah. a YouTube channel. Right? I, I, yeah, yeah, I, would, I was going to agree, agree with that. you. Yeah, but we're yeah. all in this as a team. We all own some of this podcast in a different format that we are putting time in outside of this that, you know, that is part of that part of that machine. If you were just one person and you were all by yourself, then then it's going to be no less work. Well, it's also because yeah. of the friendship involved, right? And, and the well, fact that we can just come up with something and not have to plan, right? Because we we all know each other and yep, it's just yep. easy. Yeah. Yep, and I and I think yeah, we I have a good when, balance. I remember when I first uh, came on to the show and we talked about the the uh, topics, and I was like, man, I feel like I need to be prepared for this now. We get to like the day of recording and I'm like, all right, here we go. Let's do this again. (laughs) I have no idea what you're going to say. But I think so, Ryan, I think you brought up a good point, though. Another aspect of content creating is that it does take time out of whatever else you have going on. um, And that can be a really big challenge for people. See, I, I enjoy. Okay, so I have to say this. I enjoy all parts of this motorcycling for what I'm what's what I'm in it for motorcycling right now. I'm enjoying all parts of it, right? I'm enjoying the content creation every season. I've tried to bring something different to the table, either like this last year, I started the talking heads. I have a drone that I'm going to try to incorporate some different stuff. I know you guys have given me a lot of inspiration for different ways to do um, travel videos this year. And so I, I keep wanting to evolve and change that process. And I'm enjoying that part of it. I enjoy the podcast. I'm enjoying motorcycling. I'm, I'm enjoying every aspect of it. And so for me, the time, the, the time into it is kind of like fostering that uh, like I don't. Okay. So I don't do anything that other like Midwestern guys in my area do. I don't hunt. I don't fish. I'm not a lake person. I don't have a lake cabin, which is what a, you know, a lot of other people in this area of the country do. This is what you I don't do. Ice fish. You don't go like I don't ice fish. No, absolutely not. Right. <laughs> so this is my passion. This is my passion, my hobby, all of those things wrapped into one. And so it's, it's easy for me. In, in in that respect to not be tired of it or to not tire of it. There's kind of two of those things, I guess. Yeah, it's it's confusing to me sometimes 
And I don't know if I would ever feel the same way. Or some people say, for your job, do what you love. Because I would think that if you love what you do and and it becomes work and you know how work can make us feel, it's, it would make me not love it anymore. Right. So it's, so like I, I, I love being a graphic designer, right? Am I at the perfect place where I would want to do my job? No, I'd, I'd, I'd love to do graphic design for the motorcycle industry. You know, I'd, I'd like to do it for hockey. There's lots of other places that would be the dream job. But, you know, if I got there, would it make me hate the passion to where I wouldn't like it as much anymore? Yeah, I think that you bring up a great point, Dustin, because I'll use this as an example. If you he, if you talk to or listen to people that are in the industry beyond the periphery that we're in, right? So talk to somebody that owns their own shop or talk to somebody that builds custom bikes, okay? Now, some some of those people aren't. They all started riding motorcycles, and oftentimes the people that own shops and build custom bikes don't ride anymore. Yeah. Because to your point, they've lost some of that passion for motorcycling because some of it has become work. It's and not it's a like, ho- it's, I think it's because it's not a hobby yeah. anymore. Usually, well, you're, I'm more yeah. passionate about my hobbies right. than I am my job. Right. Straight up. Right. Because yeah, you don't have that s- stress or pressure or anything around it. Right. You just have fun with it. Yeah. No, no pressure think, on yourself. Yep. Yeah. I think you see that um, you see you see that in professional athletes a lot, right? So they grew up as a kid loving basketball, right? And then they play it in high school. It's still fun. They play it in college by the time of their life. They go they go into the pros. They Now they're getting paid to do it. It becomes a job. All of that stuff's thrown into it. They retire. They never pick up a fucking ball ever again. Don't even shoot hoops in their driveway. They walk away completely and they're completely over and done with it. Right. I I think that that's I I think that that's exactly kind of feeds exactly the point that you're making about it is that, you know, could you love it and then love to hate it? Yeah, because there's always there's these inspirational video blurbs about go do what you love. That way you never work a day in your life. I'm like, bullshit. That's right. (laughs) If you want to make money, you have to put in effort. And sometimes the effort will drive you fucking nuts. Right. Mm hmm. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, there's not. I, I no, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I, I, you, you get what I mean. But yeah, for sure. I, that's I, why. I that's why I want to. I mean, we do this podcast. It's almost like a part-time job. Yep. But it's not my. You know, it's not our means of income. You know, this isn't paying our bills. Right. Right. So I think that's probably part of the reason why this is so fun because it's 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 a terrific fun hobby for the five of us. And I just, I'm excited about the future yeah, of it too. Super, yeah. super excited. I, I, I'm still surprised by how much our banter and fuckery um, resonates with people, you know, that enjoy listening to us because I'm straight full of shit. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it just, it, it just surprises me from time to time when, when, uh, you know, people are, are connecting to it and, and our, our topics are resonating with people. And it don't get me wrong. I, it feels great. It's amazing. But it's still surprising to me every every time it's surprising to me. Oh, yeah. Speaking of tomfoolery and fuckery, <laughs> it's time to open the beloved pages of your Urban Dictionary. Oh, Jesus. It's been a hot minute since uh, Urban Dictionary hit us. It's a Midwest thing, says Nelly. Brittany, let me know if you've heard it. The words are Nebraskan corn cob. <laughs> I I do not know what's coming, but I'm worried. Oh no. The Nebraskan corn cob is as follows. Having a little backdoor action after she has consumed a large amount of corn. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Why is that even a thing? Why? Then pulling out your corn-covered member and having her eat the corn off your package as if it was corn on the cob. And a sentence would read, I gave my girlfriend last night the best Nebraskan corn cob of all time. Call me the Jolly Green Giant. Ho, 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 bitches. <laughs> wow. Ooh. You are really scraping oh, the cob so there, bad. dude. You are scraping the bottom of the cob there. This is D. Attenborough signing off saying, 
Later, you fuckers. <laughs> later, later, you cobbers. Oh, uh, wow. All right, Discord friends, FDB's about to answer your questions. Make sure you head over to 5DirtyBikers.com and click the link on the homepage to visit our Discord and become a member. <laughs> we should hit up some Discord questions. Yeah, we should. We should. We got a few. We'll give them a holler. Holla. Ryan, this might be good for you. It's right up your alley since you're just getting back into the swing of things. Mm-hmm. Someone swing Mac. It, yeah, someone Mac says, suggestions for a new rider and their first 200-mile day. I have a trip to a blessing of the riders, and it's in Marietta, Georgia, which is 169 miles one way. Ooh, so they're looking at it. I mean, over 300-mile day if they're going to go there and back in one day. Yeah, that's that's about like the trip it was down to Scott City for me. Yep, so I think that if they've never done a ride before like that, they're going to find out very quickly what they need to change on their bike to make it more ergonomically comfortable. You'll find out on that ride that day. You're going to find out if your seat's good. You're going to find out if your bars are in the right position. Um, all of those things are going to be very evident after a full 300-mile day. You'll find I mean, out if you need an ass pad from Wild Ass. You're going to find out if you need an ass pad. Absolutely true. Or a I mean, windshield I from Miffa Shades. Yep. I, I found out that my ass pad was not, was not uh, it, you know, I'm still refining my inflation point. So really, yeah, I, I mean, I, I inflated it and then I took air out of it and threw it on my on my seat and I went ha- on our, I went on our trip. And when I got to our destination, um, I actually added a little bit of air to it because I felt like it was it didn't have enough. And now I'm not quite where I need to be. So it's going to take a couple trips, I think, before I find the exact level where I'm feeling the most benefit from it. Yeah, you'll get there. But I think I think. uh you know, in terms of suggestions, I would say for some guy, Mac, he's going to find out that day exactly what's not working on his bike. But what I would say to him is that if he's 169 miles one way, um, he needs to he needs to be prepared for being that far from home. So he needs to bring the right gear with him. So like for me, if I know I'm going to be, you know, that far from home, I always throw my rain gear in my bike just so I have it. You know, I, I mean, it, well, I pack my rain gear and pretty much never take it out of my bike now, just in case I might need it. Um, I do have a very simple toolkit that I always carry with me now. Um, and then, of course, this time of year, I'll pack my heated gear. I might even throw my vest in there, depending on on the weather, because I, I, I like to be I like to be comfortable. I like to be comfortable in terms of having my body temperature regulated when I ride. If I do that, I settle into my ride and I'm the most comfortable. When I'm when my body temperature is regulated, so there you go. Next question. I really like this one from the poop sock peanut, which says, "What is the best way the FDB crew has found to fart on a motorcycle while riding down the road?" And I will say, I have from time to time done the 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 ash cheek lift. Just so you can let that fart out. Just don't do it in a turn. <laughs> yeah, don't do it while you're turning. Hey, this is a this is a uh, uh, this is a tricky question because you can't trust a fart over forty. So uh, <laughs> if you're sitting on a long ride and you squeeze out a fart, you could have a chaser there, and before you know it, you're sitting in your own chaser for a while on it's, your bike. It's, Not, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Yeah, it, it is dangerous. I, I my suggestion: don't fart while you're riding, dude. Don't and, do and it. Don't don't what, fart. What if you, you had a pair a of what if you had a pair of like Depends or something just in case. Well, just bring an extra pair of jockeys and throw them in the saddlebag. If I'm wearing Depends (laughs) and still riding a motorcycle, I better get some fucking fist bumps. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Hear that? He wants fisted. I want to be fisted. (laughs) If you're going to wear Depends, make sure that you adjust your wild ass seat to allow for the extra cushion on your ass. That's right. A little little air out. Um, I, I have heard of people standing up on their boardboards or pegs and yeah. just you know shaking it loose yeah or down, their, oh, down their leg if there's a chaser yeah air, air, that airs out the, there airs out your business good kevlar doesn't kevlar doesn't like to get rid of a lot uh 
real quick. That's hanging on, huh? <laughs> it's almost like you get an air bubble. <laughs> oh, nice. Then you got to get off Very and work nice. that thing out. <laughs> All right. The next one is from Deep Freeze Bob. It says, how do you pack for moto camping trip? Uh, where should you... Where should you plan to have most of the weight positioned on the bike? Percy, how do you how do you I've, pack down I've your bike for a long camped, ride? So. Uh, you know, I've I've I'm still trying to dial in my setup on the uh, the road glide. Um, I had the the fat bob dialed in pretty well as far as how I pack that out. I think it's I think it's to me it, this is a universal question, right? Because I think the I think the most important thing you can do is make sure you have your weight evenly distributed. Uh, right. Yeah, so, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure your bags have the same amount of weight in them. If yep. you got yeah. if you got stuff behind you, say on your on your tour pack, make sure you know all your heavy stuff's probably toward the middle. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's it's about yeah. weight distribution is more than anything. So you don't want to like you're not going to fill one saddlebag with a 12 pack of beer and the other saddlebag with your clothes, right? Because now you're you know, now you don't, you haven't evened out the weight. So it's, it's really more about weight distribution because, and I think what, what he's asking too, is that, you know, he said like, where do you want the center of gravity to be? Well, you are the center of gravity. So, you know, everything else is going to be around you either on the front of your bike or the back of your bike, whatever, most of it's going to be behind you. So it's really just about evenly distributing that weight behind you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree. Next question. So, Das Uber Stinker says, what is one feature you will not go without anymore on your motorcycle? Hmm. What's what? What's that again? What's one feature you will not go without anymore on your motorcycle? So, I feel like that applies more to, like, mods, things that you've changed. Well, feature. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that I'm there yet with this, but I will tell you that the, the hill assist on my road glide not not there yet to say i'll never live without it again but holy shit does that make a difference especially I when you're loaded when you're traveling um it, it's it's just it's it's amazing the difference that that hill assist makes i bet it is mm. it's amazing in my uh my car because i have a manual transmission in my car and this is this is the first car i've had that has that and it oh my god it's amazing <laughs> i bet it's even yeah. better on a motorcycle I'm going to go simpler and just say wind protection. I, I'm not going to, I won't ride without wind protection anymore. Some type of windshield fairing, something like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm out for naked riding now. I mean, not naked, I'm, no I'm, clothes. I'm, I'll glad do that. You're, I'm glad you're not riding naked anymore. No, I mean, I'll, I'll lady Godiva it all day long. I just want some wind protection <laughs> so I don't get a June bug to my dong. So <laughs> yeah, those are all strong now. That's right. I was I'm leaning gonna... towards handlebars taller handlebars but i but i was you gotta also have handlebars on the protection <laughs> yeah yeah the one thing i really like on our bike is the external adjustable preloader it's on the outside you don't have to take a seat off to to adjust anything oh, yeah. that's probably one See, of the features i, I like the most that and got the legends so mm. hey did i did i send you guys the photo of the <laughs> uh the price card on the sport glides over here in Singapore? No, you didn't send the photo, but you you told us how much they are. You told us about it. Yeah, thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars for a wow. sport. That's crazy. Wow. Stock. Anybody Stock. over there want to buy a sport oh glide? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll sell you mine. <laughs> yeah, those are Singapore dollars, so it's about thirty. Was it thirty six, thirty eight thousand U.S. dollars? No, I'll sell mine and go buy two more. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's or, late, or get a get a laid law, laid law one done. There you go. Oh my gosh! Yeah, those are amazing. Yep, Coast Glide. All right. So we do have a follow up from C Shroom. I'm gonna try to read this really well. It's long. That's what she said. He says, "Sorry, I wasn't more clear. I follow a few people that have been part of the biker community, and lots of them bring up that we need to bring X back to clubs, community, etc." So I figure I would call it society at large since not all of us are in a club, RC, or MC, etc. One of the things I personally am glad to see that's going away is that there's a lot less racial segregation than when he was young. 
I am happy to see the millennials and Gen Z being less concerned about that than their parents and grandparents were. So, what things do you all think that current writing folks should really bring back, and what things do you think need to be gone from the groups at large a long time ago? Wow. That's he, a, practically he, he, an entire podcast, that question. It sure is. And <laughs> Maybe we should make it an episode. He definitely made this more clear. Yeah. I think we should, I think we should shelf that. I, I, I like I like the question, but I, I don't yeah. think that that's a I mean, I don't think that's a straight answer. I think that's a discussion. I yeah. do, too. Let's put that on the schedule. Yeah, I, I'd hate to put him back right. on the back burner again. But, yeah, we'll credit no. him fully for this or for a full episode. Yeah, yeah. But, we need to show that. That's good. But he has to tell us in the discord. What is the C in shroom stand? C shroom stand for? Mm. OK, we'll have to ask him. Have to ask. I got to know. Well, well, there you All go. Right. There's our That's Discord questions. Question. You guys, thank you very much for, for uh, weekly submitting Discord questions. We really like answering your questions, so continue to put out the Discord. And remember, our Discord is fucking free. Fucking free. free. It is free. Get in there. Sign up for our Discord. Be part of the FDB community. Lots of good people in there. Lots of great discussions. So don't be afraid to jump in and become a part of our Discord Please go to www.5dbikers.com. Check out all of our updates on our new meetup that we are not new meetup, but the updates that we have for our meetup coming up. We will also be posting updates of our bike build. As you know, Jared Weems and Blockhead are uh, doing our charity bike build. And um, <clears throat> Jared has the bike now. And stay tuned because I do believe this coming Sunday, Jared Weems will be dropping his video. Um, where he talks specifically about uh, the bike, the bike build, the direction, and putting out some information about that. We already have some great sponsors on board. We can't put any of that out yet, but we have some great sponsors on board that are going to be helping us with this bike build. Um, all sponsors in the community that you guys have know of and heard of. So I hope when you hear us talk about these sponsors that you go and even if you buy a hat, buy a T-shirt, support these people because they are great ambassadors of our motorcycle community that are helping us um, put out this bike and, and do this build and 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 really get this money to a charity that will hopefully be able to make a difference in some families that have um, that have children with autism uh, we can't think of a better way to really affect um, you know this this community then try to do our part to give back and uh, we are so grateful to be working with uh jared weems and blockhead on on this bike build so go to www.5dirtybikers.com and you can find all of that information on there information on our meetup information on the bike build and buy some merch yes 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 get the merch yeah, and the nebraska corn cob <laughs> <laughs> are you following the five dirty bikers on social media find us on facebook and look us up on instagram and tiktok at five dirty bikers <laughs>